You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. He started a lot of games in the Big Ten, has a lot of uh, experience, really good athlete, liked his arm talent, and we brought him in for a pre-draft visit and just, you know, really liked to make him really up for the perk. You know, I like that room right now. All those guys need reps, so we'll probably see how these guys do before we think Broadcasting live from the ESPN Madison studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Rutledge and Hamilton continues live from the Spark Building. Sign-ups now open for the ESPN Madison Open. Go to ESPNMadisonOpen.com to purchase your foursome today. Look, July 17th, Trappers Turn Golf Course. Hamilton will be there. Tausher will be there. I'll be in it. Sign up. It's for a good cause. Raising money for catch. There'll be a ton of free beer in your cart, swag. I'll be there, too, for what Alex Stroff will be there. <laughs> Please still go ahead and sign up. ESPNMadisonOpen.com. That's ESPNMadisonOpen.com. You'll see signage throughout the Madison area because this is a big deal. So hopefully sign up, and we'll, we'll hang with you. We'll have a good time. Hopefully get out there and sign up for the ESPN Madison Open. He's Strofe. I'm Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. And the uh, the big news, obviously, from the weekend was the Green Bay Packers draft. And we are asking you, one, give a grade to it. And I honestly, anything, I always just give a B mostly, unless it's something completely out of pocket. Mel yep. Kuyper Jr. gave yep. it a B plus. It's fair. I'm fine with that. Anything below a C seems ridiculous, unless they were like all Sean Clifford picks, which the Packers did not do. And an I a, love that he's wearing number eight. And an A just seems like wish casting because we're all just guessing. And yeah, you don't know a damn thing. And even the NFL scouts, like you, you are making a gamble. These are essentially. I look at the draft as a stock, and that's why I like what Mel Kiper has done. Where you're basically he goes off of where he had players graded. And then how did the Packers get value out of it? And he gave it a B plus. So that obviously hit big value on some because Jaden Reed was viewed as a guy that not a high value pick, and obviously Clifford not as well, but other picks viewed as massive value picks. So I think that's all you can ask for right now. And then we'll have to wait and see what these guys are going to do. But I do think Anders Carlson is going to be your starting kicker. You're going to see a lot of him. I do think you will see Colby Wooden play, the D lineman from Auburn. He will be a part of that rotation. Yep. Tucker Kraft. And Luke Musgrave, I think one of them, you'll see the combination you'll see of those two. You'll see them both. Because you only have DeGuara and, and Tyler Davis, right? I mean, right. if you have four tight ends, they've run some three tight end sets before. So you'll see both of them. Well, I, but I mean, like, the regular fans are only going to see production, most likely. So That's a fair point. I, I mean, Kraft, you know, could Kraft catch 25 passes and Musgrave 30? Sure. That seems high, actually. I mean, you could yeah, tight that, ends that out there. High. I, I think Maybe Kraft would be more the production guy. I think Musgrave was more like that. I don't want to call him the... Mercedes Lewis replacement because Mercedes Lewis was useless in terms of production most of his time in Green Bay, but he was a great blocker. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm excited to see how this shakes out, right? Van S, you'll see plenty of defensively. I mean, he's a first-round pick for a reason. Both tight ends. Jaden Reed, I would imagine you'll see too. Um, I think Reed you'll see, not in a bad way, Gadgety, a weapon guy. I think he might, right. he might score five touchdowns but have 17 catches and – 15 carries, and, and he just scored touchdowns when he had the opportunity. And then the rest of it, it's it's going to be a crapshoot, right? Like, you may you might see a, a seventh-round pick at some point. And we talked uh, a bit earlier, Jim, about Johnson Jr. from Iowa State. Like, you might see him, 
because safety is such a position of need right now for Green Bay. They just have no one. Adrian Amos is luckily still free agent. Goody was asked about potentially bringing him back, or maybe it was LaFleur, actually. I take that back. LaFleur was asked about maybe bringing him back this week, and he said, we're kind of open to everything. We'll see how it shakes out. So safety is still a position of concern defensively for the Packers, but otherwise their defense is actually in pretty good shape. So I am incredibly, incredibly intrigued to see this season. And I, this I season no is going to feel exciting. It's honestly... It does feel exciting in such a different way than we're used to. It's the following year that's going to be more the word, stressful or important. Because this year, the Aaron Rodgers drama is gone. And you can come into it with hope of just have the young players look well and maybe things click. And, and I would like to point out, and Wilde has pointed it out, and I guess this is what I was getting at before, Aaron Rodgers, uh, his first year as a starter, he won six games. And... The he threw for four thousand yards, twenty eight touchdowns, thirteen interceptions, completed sixty four percent of his passes, and the team he inherited went to the NFC Championship game the year before. So that's my point with Jordan Love. He may look like a guy who could be a good NFL quarterback, and the Packers could still win five games this year. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying that if I was a Packer fan, I'd be coming Packer fan. I'd be coming in this year with the expectation of I don't care about wins. I care about how Jordan Love looks. How does Watson develop? How does Dobbs develop? How do the young guys look? And and Bakhtiari, could you? Can I get anything for him? Like halfway, if he's healthy, can I trade him uh, and get a fourth, fifth rounder? Yeah. Can I do that with anyone else? Can I do that with Preston Smith? Like any Preston Smith, uh, David Bakhtiari are not going to be here when the Packers are competing for a Super Bowl again. Yeah, you're you're definitely right about that. Uh, I I would go ahead and assume, and and the way Wildy talks about it, I trust him. He's a lot smarter than me. He, he's he, he thinks Bakhtiari's final season in Green Bay is this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Could you trade him? And, and Jones, year? Jones, Aaron Jones, likely also the same thing. You're right. He won't it, be here when they're winning when they're competing for Super Bowls again, unless they're doing it this year. The great unknown, Jimmy. Right, I, unknown. that's fine. But let's just not like that's the <laughs> least likely scenario. And I'm not trying to. It's just the least likely no, I scenario. Know, I know. But hey, Jordan Love, third coming. Third time's the charm. Another Hall of Fame. If Jordan loves Jimmy Garoppolo, you should be thrilled. It's not the best way to get rid of Aaron Rodgers, but if he's Jimmy Garoppolo, that's not a bad scenario to be. Yeah, and uh, obviously operating. You know what the you know what the alternative is? Like there are some. I mean, Mitch Trubisky's crap. You can just look down to Chicago. Jimmy Garoppolo started for the 49ers for a good chunk of change and was a good team. I honestly think that the blueprint the blueprint for the Green Bay Packers is the 49ers going forward. That's what I think they yeah, want to be. Totally. And that means they don't even what they want him to be need Jordan Love, nor I don't even know if they want Jordan Love to be Aaron Rodgers, because that means you've got to pay that guy a boatload of money. So I think they are just fine in their world. Now, this is a lot of hubris from LaFleur and the rest of them, because in their world, they are saying, I'm the star. Look at me. I'm the one that can call all the plays. I'm the captain now. Jordan Love, you do what I want you to do in this offense. And that's what's worked in San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan is the star of that offense. And the quarterback is insignificant. And they build a, they build the rest of the roster because they don't have to pay their quarterback a boatload of money. And I think that is what their dream scenario is in Green Bay. I do think the Packers are building a blueprint to be the 49ers. How do you feel about that? That the great quarterback, the, the Aaron Rodgers days, could be done. Your star guy, yeah. it could be Rashawn Gary in this case, or Jair Alexander, which is fine, but... I honestly think, in their perfect world, if you gave them true serum or talked to them off the record, yeah, if Jordan Love is is Jimmy Garoppolo and we pay him $25 million a year and we can use the rest of that to fill our roster, 
Sign me up every single day. Time to see what Sean Clifford's got. No, uh, yeah, I, I tend to agree. I, I think we're using Jimmy G as a baseline, right? Not actually in, in terms of intangibles and whatnot. But, I, 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 yeah, I mean, especially this year. If he's middle of the pack, if he's quarterback 16 in terms of QBR and comfortability and and poise, right? If we're, if we're going to go right down the middle and say he's quarterback 16, you're happy with that and assume he can grow upon that going forward. Uh, if he's quarterback 25, then you have some real concerns. Is another year of Jordan Love worth seeing, or have you seen enough to know he ain't the guy? Peak Jimmy... Peak Jimmy G is 68% completion percentage, high 3,000-yard passing season, and 25 touchdowns on average with 10 interceptions. If you were going to average it out, Peak I think that's Jimmy doable. G. That's doable. And that's a team with the 49. Now, Jimmy G had health issues, so that would go up and down. But when Jimmy G was healthy, and that 49ers yeah. team was always competing. And I, I honestly think that's what the Packers are going to try and build. It's Why a, have they not picked up his fifth-year option yet? I, I'm, I'm confused why this is taking so long. Why, I will, again... And we can throw this as a poll question. I don't think the Packers should pick up a fifth-year option. I think it's smart football not to. It, I don't. And it also tracks with the Green Bay Packers. The Packers have not cared at all about the feelings of their quarterback. And the only reason you pick up this fifth-year option is for the feelings of this quarterback. Yeah. Because if, if Jordan Love goes out and is great, you, you franchise tag him, and you're the only one that can really pay him money, just watch what happened with Lamar Jackson. You can do whatever it is you want to do with this little game. And I just said they want to be the 49ers. You could, what a transition tag him. I like Lamar Jackson. Maybe you could trade him or you end up bringing him back, anyways. And if he is average, you can sign him to a more palatable deal. So if Jordan Love goes out and he's okay, who's going to try to sign him? Who's, who's rushing out to pay him? If Jordan Love goes out and looks like Jimmy G, you could sign Jordan Love for a four year. $80 million deal and $20 million is guaranteed. You could do that, and yeah. then you're, not, you're only really committing for two years. And if he's bad, you get to walk away. The smart move is not to give him the fifth-year option. Yeah, you're right, but the smart move, if Brian Gutekunst wants to keep his job, is probably get it over with, right? You have to show that you have faith in your legacy pick. Because if, if, if we run Aaron Rodgers out of the building, we being the front office of the Packers, which I am not a part of, if they run Aaron Rodgers out of the building, choose Jordan Love, and only have Love for a year... That looks awful optically. Awful. Or they are saying Aaron Rodgers was so toxic here and he wanted himself out bad, uh, out of here so bad and was such a detriment. This isn't about Jordan Love. That if you don't pick Meh. up if you don't pick up the fifth year option for Jordan Love, you are telling the world this was an Aaron Rodgers problem. This has nothing to do with Jordan Love. We have Jordan Love here, but we just needed to be off of Aaron Rodgers because for the good of our franchise, he didn't want to be here and we needed to get something in return. I don't think they're going to that's away with what that. you but that's what you could signify. You They're could, not going to say that, could. but that's what it signifies. If you don't pick up the fifth-year option, you're saying this wasn't that Jordan Love is good or great or what. we don't know what he's going to be. It was just that we couldn't deal with Aaron Rodgers anymore, so we had to get something for it. They're not going to say that, but right. that's what it signals. Right, and they probably already would have said that, right? This is just a, hey, it's time to turn the page. We're going to see what we have in Jordan. And that's bad business. But they're continuing to say, right, Jordan's grown. This is, this is, this is about Jordan is the way they've made it. So to not pick up the fifth-year option would be – would be baffling to me. They but have to do it. But it's about feelings, and the Packers have continually said, screw your feelings yeah, you, to the no, quarterbacks. You're, you're right about that, Jim. But I, I, I just think it's a new era, right? And you have to embrace the fact that this is a new era. And we need to continue to understand Jordan Love isn't just getting a year. This is not a one-year trial run for, for Jordan Love. Even if they don't pick up the fifth-year option, he'll be back in 24. But I agree. But if they don't pick up the fifth-year option, he plays well this year and they want to sign him later on. They could still not pick up the fifth-year option. 
and he play. Let's say again, he plays good enough. You want to sign him to your earlier point, though. Does that put you in Daniel Jones' box? But it doesn't. If I don't think the Packers, I don't think Daniel Jones gets re-signed if the Giants win three less games. I think you're right. He so won a if game. Jordan Love he looks game. like Daniel Jones and the Packers win six games, you could walk away from who's going. Who's going after Jordan Love in this teams, scenario? Teams in quarterback hell, right? So then you, you you look at maybe a team like San Francisco. If things don't work out. They trade Trey Lance. They go with Brock Purdy, and he's not it, right? Maybe San Francisco, similar system, is interested in him. Uh, but what are they going to pay him that you couldn't pay him? Is my point. Like I don't think you're going to be cost. Nothing. Give me, nothing. So that's um, like so Green Bay could just look at it and say, "Fine, Jordan, you had a nice year, and we're good with it. So we're going to pay you." Uh, we'll offer you at the end of this year. We we believe in you enough. We'll offer you the Mike Glennon contract. Mike Glennon's contract <laughs> lo- looked like it was fifty, sixty million. It was a one year, twenty million dollar deal. Yeah, that's right. But I in forgot the end, about that. But that's what they could do. They yeah. could go to Jordan at the end of the year and say, "All right, we're going to pay you a four year deal. It'll be eighty million dollars and twenty five is guaranteed." Who was the other dude? The, the yeah, Bears, all in year one. The Bears paid. Was that Luke McCown? Oh, geez, so many. No, they never paid. Josh McCown was the guy, but they never paid him. Rick okay. Meyer, they paid. Well, no, no, no. I'm thinking like like. 2010s, like within the last 10 years, they they signed a free agent quarterback for a ton of money, and maybe maybe that I, I thought it was McNown, but maybe I'm full of it. Uh, regardless, I just don't want to end up like that, and that's what I worry with Jordan Love, right? Because I, I like Jordan Love. I, I think he can be a fine, if not a very good quarterback in the NFL. I just worry it won't be this year. And you lose out on that. Or it does come this year. You don't pick up the fifth-year option. You get Daniel Jones. He wins eight games. you got to sign him. Because you're finally, you know, you have the rapport with the young receivers and the young tight ends. You have the rapport with the young offense. You, you clearly have shown you're capable of, of being not only solid, but maybe even good in the system. They're going to have to pay him a crap ton more then. So that's what worries me. That's why I say just get it done. Rip the Band-Aid off get the fifth year, get two years out of him, and then talk about a long-term contract, if he's good enough. Yeah, I don't know who exactly you're talking about as far as the Bears, as far as big-time money. Jay Cutler's the only guy that really paid. Then they went, that was it. Cordell Stewart, but they, never, they didn't pay him. Nah, Jim yet. Miller, but they didn't pay him. You're not talking Andy Dalton, are you? I don't think so. Eric Kramer? No, I thought it was Josh McCown. I thought he got paid big, but I might be full of no, it. No, I mean, he got paid somewhere else a little bit because he – Stepped in when Cutler was hurt and played okay in Chicago. Yeah. Everyone loves a backup quarterback. Thought maybe we should go with McCown, but they did not. They traded for Nick Foles. He had a big contract, but they didn't yeah, pay him. Yeah, maybe that's it. Agent. Chase Daniel, but they didn't pay him. Rip Corona chimes in with the name uh, Chase Daniel. They didn't pay him starter money. No, I thought it was McCown. I, I'm just full of it. Ignore my, ignore my thoughts that don't work. It's Monday. Like I am an expert in crappy Bears quarterback. Uh, I know you are. Uh, that's why and, I asked Adam him. and DeForest chimes in with Nick Foles. That was a re- – I mean – Honestly, that was almost more fireable than the Trubisky move. Yeah. With, they gave up like a fourth rounder and took on Foles' money and ate up their cap just for Foles to be a confident backup. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Mike Glennon is the answer. <laughs> and yeah, I yeah. knew this. Yeah. I would like to clarify that because those who are listening and chiming in, because we asked the question on the air, not online. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. He's Strofe. I'm Rutledge, live from the Spark Building. I asked 
or Stro- I said that the Packers could give Jordan Love a Mike Glennon type deal. That they just let this year run out. Don't pick up the fifth year option. Give him a Mike Glennon deal, which is call it eighty million, but guarantee seventeen, eighteen million dollars. And everyone's like, I can't believe the Bears are giving Mike Glennon fifty, sixty million dollars. And anyone in Chicago's like, no, it's a one year deal for seventeen million. That's the same year they drafted Mitch, and he, Mitch took over for Glennon before That's the year he finished. Yeah. Draft neck Mike Glennon. What it was. Uh, who played in Jacksonville as recently as at least two years ago. So not that far uh, as far as being out, even out of the league. But Mike Glennon's a guy, thank you for all chiming in, but I would like to point out that I knew Strofe had me confused because he was I literally not referencing the guy that I initially went with. So in honor of that, let's get to uh, throwing stones. The guys live in glass houses, but that's never stopped them before. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. It's time to throw some stones. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? On Rutledge and Hamilton, brought to you by Metro Kia Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. All right, guys, we got to the time where it's... We're going to throw some stones here on Rutledge and Hamilton each and every day. I waste a lot of time scrolling Twitter, and it leaves me with a lot more questions than answers. So (laughs) instead of answering those questions myself, I bring them here to you guys looking for answers. I'll score those answers throughout, and at the end, we'll crown a winner of throwing stones. So we're talking about the Packers draft class so far, and a lot of people are excited about tight end Tucker Craft from South Dakota State. And I don't know if you guys saw his draft party when he was selected by the Packers. No. So he is from South Dakota originally, from Timber Lake, South Dakota, population 513. And his draft party appeared to take place in a warehouse, (laughs) which just had some big screen TVs, some roller desk chairs, red solo cups, fold tables, the whole nine yards. So I ask you guys, he's from Timber Lake, South Dakota. He's from a small town, going to Green Bay. Is Tucker Craft the perfect fit for the Green Bay Packers? And... Is he could possibly one day be in the Hall of Fame for the Packers, Jim? <laughs> I'll start with you. I do think he'll be a fan favorite Hall of Famer, even though I am dubious of anyone named Tucker. But I say this, uh, I, I do think he will fit right in. Uh, I don't think he'll be taken aback by the lack of things to do in Green Bay compared to other NFL cities. And I think fans will will kind of just love him. I, I would imagine he's gonna have. He's a big guy. If he has any sort of personality, I can see fans really buying in on him. And he's the type of guy that fans like to buy in on because I don't know how many splash plays he'll make, but he also won't make a lot of mistakes. And he's just a guy you can project yourself onto. Let me tell you how perfect Tucker Craft is as a fit in the state of Wisconsin. The video of his draft party reminded me of a baby shower I went to a couple months back, which was in a shop, just like <laughs> Tucker Craft's draft party, right? Couple chairs, couple tables. They probably got like barbecue mini weenies in a crock pot somewhere. Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely fits in. They've got a keg somewhere with all the solo cups. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, I'm excited about this guy. I talked about it at the beginning of the show. I think he, I think he's could, could bring some explosive explosiveness to the tight end room, which the Packers haven't had since eh, Jermichael Finley. So, look, I, I was really happy with both the tight end picks, and, and, yeah, this guy fits in perfectly. So another person who's trying to become a fit in their new digs is, as you guys mentioned, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He was at the Rangers game on Saturday, then at the Knicks game on Sunday, and while watching the game, I obviously saw him sitting courtside with his buddy Alan Lazard with the Knicks, and it brought a question to my mind. If the Bucks had not choked in round one, they would be the ones playing the Knicks at MSG in the second round. So I ask you guys, had it been Bucks-Knicks, who do you think Aaron Rodgers, part owner of the Bucks, would have repped 
sitting courtside, both at MSG or possibly at Pfizer Forum. Strofe, I'll start he, with you. Yeah, look, he, he went with the neutral fit uh, this weekend at both games. And I think Lazard and Brees Hall were even rocking Rangers jerseys at the hockey game where, where Rodgers just went totally neutral. Therefore, I would say he would wear a Bucks hat um, just because of the ownership. But I think he's going neutral outfit uh, regardless, so like black hoodie, black pants. I think Rodgers is going fully neutral, but maybe a Bucks hat had the Bucks not choked. But they did, and he just went neutral. So, so I, I would still think he leans neutral because he doesn't want New York to hate him either. Yeah, he's not wearing anything Bucks related He's not wearing anything Knicks-related, and there's no way he's going to Pfizer for him. And I don't mean because he's afraid or anything. I just mean, and, and this is actually, I, I think, a good afraid. thing. I think why he would not want to draw away from the Bucks. Like, it would draw away some sort of energy with him there, even if it's a couple seconds. It's just not for the players, but for the stadium, for the media, all that. I think New York's just a safe space for him right now. And I think that he would happily go to New York and he would be neutral in his clothing and his style. And and if he was asked about it, he'd say, I'm happy to be uh, part of the Knicks. And obviously it's fun to own the Milwaukee Bucks. So I'm just here to enjoy the game. So I, I think he would play that down the middle. You're telling me Aaron Rodgers would not take a moment to shine the attention back on himself on the big on the big screen? Yeah, but in this case, it would really – I don't think a lot of – how would you really defend it? I mean, he's going to get New York to hate him, and Wisconsin is probably 70-30 likes him. So is it really worth it? I don't know. It seems like he's already shedding some of his unlucky playoff history on the Knicks already. Though. Sure. But either ways, another person who was getting a lot of attention this spring was Deion Sanders new head coach out in Colorado, Mm -hmm. and the spring transfer portal closed yesterday. And when Dion got there, there are 83 players on the roster from the previous Colorado staff. Of those 83, 13 are left still on the Colorado Buffaloes roster. So I ask you guys, Dion obviously brought his Louis luggage. There's not a lot left for him to put in that luggage since there's nothing out in Colorado, but... You guys buying into Dion? Do you think this whole project of his is going to work out in Colorado, Jim? I'll start with you. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because it worked for him uh, prior. The team won one game last year. So get them all gone. Now, is this what we it, you know, believed college football to be? No, but that's not what college football is anymore. I don't think it should. I think players should be able to be able to move and get paid and have the name and likeness, which allows the coach to be able to run some guys out. Hopefully all these players line up and end up somewhere, and that part is a little bit unfortunate, but college football is a billion-dollar industry. It is a million-dollar sport for these uh, schools. Deion Sanders is getting paid millions of dollars. He's got a, His job is to come in there and win games and make money for the program, not hold everyone's hands. So the team won one game. The team stinks, so get him gone. Yeah, it's a total rebuild, but if anybody can do it, I think it's it's Dion, right? It, to, to Jim's point, I think he deserves the benefit of the doubt. Now, I'm confused by the transfer portal windows. I heard you say it closed yesterday, but I the saw Marshall. spring window closed. So when does Marshall Howe, who, who is the Badgers' third-string quarterback after spring practices, he announced this morning that he's in the portal. Well, he might have just announced it this morning, yeah, but he, he might have just So when can yesterday. he transfer? But he can transfer. He can go to another school at any time. You have to enter the portal before the window closes. So I think he entered the this morning, though, unless they unless it just didn't get reported until this he probably morning. Just he announced, announced it this morning. He probably popped in yesterday. Yeah, but it got scooped this morning as well. It, it was I scooped he, before he announced it. Yeah, but they could have seen it in the list. I would imagine it doesn't make any sense for him to go in today. I don't understand how the transfer portal works at all. Not many people at all understand. I, I, I have spent I have spent time every week talking about it with Pat Richter, uh, and I still don't get it. 
So that that's all I got for you. But Dion's going to make the most of it, to answer your question. Nice shout out to Louis Vuitton as well. Louis Vuitton. Are they going to become a sponsor, you think? Of Colorado? Of Colorado. Of Colorado, that would be... I'd, I'd be shocked if they weren't already. Yeah, that's a good point. But all I know is that Strofe is winning, at least today, on Throwing Stones. Yeah, I earned it. I earned it. Yeah. Shout out to the baby shower I went to in a garage. Good times. I would give you that, and I just... I disagree with Jim. I think Aaron Rodgers would take any moment he could have to shine the light back on yeah, himself. It's Even if it means jeopardizing the Bucks. It's surprising that Jim uh, was kind of pro-Rodgers there for a minute. I was surprised. It's good to see. I was surprised. It was nice to see a little Zag. <laughs> uh, right now, he looks like a guy that's maybe changed uh, his tune a little bit, despite his asinine FaceTime stuff. But Yeah, that was ridiculous. But I will say his haircut looks great. He it, looks refreshed, man. He looks happy. He really does. He looks refreshed. Yeah, he's out there slinging the pill, chip on his shoulder, looking good out in New York. They're going to be good. Looking like I look at Carbon World Health. Uh, I take the, the semi-glutite, and I've been able to drop about 24 pounds, drop the body fat percentage from you know the high teens to around 10% now. And you can go to CarbonWorldHealth.com and go to their Facebook or their Instagram as well to see their May special. Some good deals on there, including signing up for semi-glutite treatment. Allows you to work out there. Uh, for free with the semi-glutite treatment. So go to Carbon World Health and see how semi-glutite or hormone treatments or working out there can make a difference for you. Go to CarbonWorldHealth.com. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. draft universally viewed as pretty dang good so is iron jock go to ironjock.com today and you can use the whatever promo code you want to use but you also can just use this one right here may 1st through the 14th buy two get one free at ironjock.com for their performance t-shirts that's may 1st that's today through may 14th 2t1 free is the code at ironjock.com that's ironjoc.com local company that uh, it's about what's on the inside there with that stink free technology. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. He's Strofe. I am Rutledge. And one thing with this Packers draft that I think we all can be excited about is that universally it's viewed as a good high value draft. That I don't think I've seen a, a great lower than B for the Packers and I think that's something to be excited about. Have I explained to you how much I hate draft grades? I agree with you, but that's why I go back to Kuiper of why, let's just do it on value. Because I view this draft as more of a stock. Can no, you get a guy value? It, and the other part of it I was, agree. it's like with recruiting. I want a composite score. Because you can just get one guy who's in his feelings or just doesn't like this pick or doesn't like whatever. So I kind of take the composite. And from all the mocks I've seen, or not the mocks, but all the draft recaps I've seen, roughly I, I would say they're averaging out to a B or B plus, which you, is, I think, fair. It's something to be excited about. You know what I would like to install is rather than grading the draft that just happened three days ago and we have no idea what it actually is. It's not an original idea, but go ahead. No, I know. But like, let's install draft grades from the year prior then, after the draft, right? So instead of grading the 2023 draft, let's grade the 2022 draft. How did everybody do? One year, one year removed. I, just, I, I strongly dislike it, and you will appreciate why I do. It was because of the Mitch Trubisky pick, right? It was universally viewed as a reach. However, 
the Bears went and got who they at that point thought was their guy. And this was before Patrick Mahomes had played any football, right? So we didn't understand that they whiffed on, on maybe who could be the greatest quarterback ever. CBS Sports, ESPN, and one other outlet gave the Bears an A for that pick. And you would be the first to say that was not an A. Looking back on it, it's probably more like a D. And I, I just I, I can't stand draft grades because of that. The, the Trubisky one specifically is what upsets me so much. But, but it's always the case, right? All, right. all these teams are going to get A's, B's, and C's for this year. And it looks like the Eagles did terrific, right, with all these Georgia guys and trading for DeAndre Swift. What if it turns out none of these guys ever play for him? What if they just all stink? That probably won't happen. No, you're right. But but it could. All right. Show for putting you on the spot. Now, I'm not going to do one year because I think that's a little unfair. So I'm going to have you trade the 2021 draft for the Green Bay Packers. All right. So not last year's picks. I got them up here. You don't have to worry about it. All right. It. Perfect. So here's the music. And this is brought to you by our good friends at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. Go get a happy hour drink over there. Best happy hour in town. And you can do the sizzle, swizzle, and swirl. You can get a steak sandwich, a, a seared ahi, any of the great things out there. You can get a cocktail. And, uh, Strofe, I know when you have a cocktail, you like a specific type of cocktail. I do like a specific type of cocktail, and that, of course, is from my friends at Door County Distillery, locally produced, handcrafted, and award-winning spirit up in Carlsville uh, in Door County. I was up there the other week. Everything they do, they do it local. They have all these cool collaborations with local companies in Door County, and you can get in on the action right here in the Madison area, whether it's the brandy, the whiskey, the bourbon, you name it, they've got it. Uh, I don't know if they sell the moonshine in stores, but if you ever are up in Door County, stop in at Door County Distillery because they have Door County cherries in their moonshine, and they have you eat one the first time you do it. I did that. It's unbelievable. It's wild. DoorCountyDistillery.com is the website. They've got unique cocktail recipes up there, too. Impress people at your party. DoorCountyDistillery.com. Eric Stokes, first-round pick, number 29. Pick number 29 for the Green Bay Packers. What grade are you giving that? Uh, it's a C right now. It's a C. I think that's fair. Josh Myers, number 62 overall, second-round pick from Ohio State. Yeah, he hasn't missed a lot of time due to injury, but he also hasn't been that great. So I would also go C there. I'm going to be very hedgy right now. C. All right. Uh, Ryan, I don't have any. There's no pens in here somehow. So let's just kind of do this on a four-point scale, and we'll come up with an average here. So we got a 2.0 right now okay. for the for yep. the Green Bay Packers. This is going to drop the uh, – the scale right now. Amari Rogers, second round pick. F. Oh, I'm sorry, not a second round pick. He's but a third, uh, round, third pick, round pick, but yeah. still an F. F. So, alrighty. Royce Newman, pick number 142. D. He's been fine. Tadaryl Slayton. Oh, yeah. There you go. One, that's a fifth round pick. F. <laughs> Shamir Jean Charles. Charles. Shamar. Shamar, sorry. Uh, fifth rounder. I will actually go. I will give Shamar the highest grade of anybody on this list. I'm going to go B for Shamar Jean Charles. Still on the roster, so we got that working for us. Sixth round pick, Cole Van Lannon. <laughs> go Jags. That's enough. Isaiah McDuffie, sixth round pick. Is he still around, Ryan? Uh, I do not believe so. That's a great question. I'm, gonna go, I'm just going to go C. I've never heard of him. C. C. C? C? Oh, yeah, I'll say C. C. He played some he special played a little teams. Bit, yeah. And uh, Kylan Hill, seventh rounder. N.A. Too many injuries. NA, not available. He's no longer on the team, by the way. NA. By the way. You can give that a C. All right, I'll give it a C. It's seventh rounder. He gets uh, he got some playing time. So Ryan can count that up. Rough. Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize how rough that class was. Did you was. start Eric Stokes? What was your letter C. grade for C, C with for Eric Stokes? So oh, yeah, wow. we had uh seven picks there. Nope. 
more? How many do we have here? Uh, I have eight written Eight down. picks. There you go. Seven rounds, but eight guys. It's probably like a C-minus average. Um, it's a great question. The F's in there hurt, man. I have a, I have it down as C, D, F, D, F, <laughs> B, F, C, C. Okay. So I actually don't know how the grading, like the grade point average scale works. Four I, is an A. Four is an A. Okay. Three and is a B. What are, well, how do F's? One is a D. Uh, zero, F is a zero. F zero. is a zero? Yeah, just, oh, God. And right. you can't multiply How it do you not know zero. how the grading scale works? It was done yeah. automatically for me in, in a, a formula. But like, I, I, did they canvas. tell you like if you got like a th- like a three you didn't know what that yeah, meant? Yeah, Jim, you forget you're old. You you were in school before computers existed. You dinosaur. But I'm saying that like my grade like at the end of the year would be three or whatever three point two. So right. you know that that's a B average. Right, but we were in the age of computers. It's just all automatically done. What do you mean automatically done? It doesn't. It still it does it give you a number? <laughs> yeah. So then, what? What's not to figure out? What the do you compu- mean automatically? Done? A computer system did it for us, but I did. But just I don't understand. Okay. Wait, a computer system did what? It, ga- <laughs> it just gave you a grade point average. It never showed you how it was calculated. Right, it just but- told you what it was. Okay, <laughs> but when you saw a three point two, Ryan, what did you? Well, I knew if I had gotten a three point two, yeah, I probably would have had like two Bs and like four As. I but think. that's not my point. I'm saying that you didn't realize how it got there. I I knew there was a because like formula. I, I, I never asked what the formula. I was. didn't have to like get a calculator out and sure do the did. math myself. Sure no, it would say actually the trickier part was at Cedarburg High School, it was a twelve point scale because they counted for pluses and minuses. Ah, uh, interesting. What? So like a four point ain't that great at Cedarburg. Can I tell you what deserves a four point oh a plus? What's up? So the Packers signed a free agent wide receiver undrafted free agent by the name of Deuce Watts. His number is number 22. And his first name is Deuce. I mean, he's wearing number 22 as, That's one, pretty as a wide branding. receiver. That's amazing. Loved uh, Deuce McAllister. Yeah, I had a Deuce McAllister jersey growing up. Saints. Little fun fact for you. That is a fun fact. Do we ha- can we figure out the math? I, I did figure okay. out the math. Uh, the grade point average was a 1.0, <laughs> uh, which I do not believe is a passing grade. I believe that is repeat the 2021 NFL draft. Do we yeah, have to go back rough. and redo that one? Even if uh, we made every pick or every grade from Alex a little more generous, that at best comes out to 21 was rough. 20, and I only give Stokes a C because he was hurt last year. That could likely be a. But he was not good before he got hurt last year. Well, he was fine his rookie year. He played half the year last year, and it was it was rough. Um, we'll see this year. Twenty one was rough. A late first round pick to be a starting level player. That's I think that C is fair. He and played nine games last year, so a little bit more than half. Did he get hurt in the ninth game? I don't know. I that was the Lions game was when he got hurt. Yeah. yeah so, so I would imagine he got hurt in the ninth. Yeah, he played like exactly half the season. Okay, but the first half was not good though. Like no, he did it not, wasn't. No, and it wasn't. also he was not. You want that guy to make a jump, not yeah. regress, yeah, and he would regress from his rookie year. Correct. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. We got some LinkedIn news, huh? Yeah, we do, man. Notification on LinkedIn. Congratulate Sean Clifford on starting a new position as football player at Green Bay Packers. Is this just like a resume builder for Sean? It might be. Special skills? That guy's a, that guy's a true businessman. The best way I can compare this to would be if the Green Bay Packers had selected Joel Stave in the fifth round. Speaking of LinkedIn, mm-hmm. Jim Rutledge. Yeah. 
We owe you a sincere congratulations. Today is your 16th anniversary with Good Karma Brands. Congratulations, Jimmy. Your your career is old enough to drive a vehicle. Which means I've been on the air here for 16 years. Yeah. That's that's pretty crazy. So when the haters chime in, you can tell, hey, I've been doing this 16 years now. When does it really matter? 20? Yeah, 20 will actually throw a little bit of a party. Yeah. I was thinking about getting some snacks. You guys do anything 15 for me. Uh, that's because I didn't know about 15. I really can't keep track of them either. But so, today, yeah. May 1st, uh, 2007, was when Jim, a young Florida Jim Rutledge, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. was hired at ESPN West Palm. Yep, and then so it's 15 years here in Madison. So I, it was April I came up here to Madison. So you were there just under a year in West Palm. Well, You paid, lived there, obviously. Paid. Longer. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Uh, and I would, I'll let's be honest, I think that was a little bit of a retroact. I think I was already on. I think we just, I think they just picked a date. Or, like, I picked, like, somewhere along the lines, they picked a date. I was doing part time stuff for a while. And okay. I got blurred, interned to part time. And then I think for GKB, they picked a date. And then I applied that date to my LinkedIn. Because we've changed so many, like, operating systems. Sure. So, technically, I was an intern when the Bears were in the Super Bowl uh, with the Colts. Oh, wow. I was okay. board operating. This was like one of my final tests. Uh, I was board operating that game. Like, and that's when you actually had to physically run fan. it. Yeah, and you physically had to run it. Like when they went to break, it's like right. this is Tommy Tide with Westwood One, and you go and hit the button, and then the commercials would play, and then you have to pot it back up. Yeah, yeah. But well, inside radio there for you. Yeah, this is that was Hamilton inside there. radio. But you had you didn't even get to watch your favorite TV team in the Super Bowl. I volunteered. There was TV there. Felt S- closer to the action. Didn't you want to like go out and party? Because uh, how old were you? At that point, I mean, if it, if but it I was, was kind of very career driven at that point. But I was probably twenty six. Like I wanted to get this done. I wanted to get like working. Sure, it was sure. an opportunity, and you know, maybe it's different than all these all you youngsters. But like, I thought it was cool to say I like ran the board for the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, it's dumb now, but like when I did it then, I no, was like, that's cool. Then, no, that yeah. makes sense. That is cool. That's why I tease you being a radio guy because I was that guy. I'm like, this you, you is sure so were. neat. I get you to sure run the board. You see me. You see you and me, uh, and that's why you make fun of me. Yes, we'll go with that. That's that's why. No, yeah, yeah that's entirely why. Yes, and I try to get you to avoid the mistakes that I made. Of don't be as dorky as I was at times. Uh, yeah, but I'm always going to be dorky. That I've, is true. I've embraced that quality about myself. I'm a little bit of a dork, and that's all right. But nonetheless, congratulations, 16 years of GKB. It's great to have you. Thanks for all you do for me, and and uh, obviously exciting to celebrate you. You're too humble though. So <laughs> yeah, people little, like people yeah, like me. Do. Along and up, 15 years on the air here is really cool. 16 years of good karma is really cool. Uh, absolutely, I appreciate that. That's very nice of you. Uh, I don't know how to transition, but there I is, don't either. Sorry. There is update. <laughs> there is news here on Marcus Allen. Oh, I was gonna hope it was. How wild is that story? So, so let me share. Yeah, it. go ahead. So Marcus Allen was uh, arrested or detained uh, at Mifflin and. There was a gun found in his backpack. So here's the latest I have here from WISC TV. I'll be on with them at 4.15, probably not talking about this. But I do think at the end of the show, it's not really a topic, but at least share the updated news. Madison Police confirmed Monday that the gun found in the Badger wide receiver Marcus Allen's bag during the Mifflin Street block party was stolen. As of Monday afternoon, Allen had not been officially charged with any crimes. This is a tough spot to be. This is me now adding this commentary. For Marcus Allen, a player who entered the portal, left the portal, I know that there was teammates who were definitely raising an eye to, like, should he be allowed back if he yep. was going to leave? Yep. Uh, he committed to Minnesota. Let's where, that, yes, that part out. Yeah. Where he is on the depth chart was already in question. This could be the end of his Badger career, and maybe he could just move on somewhere else. It's just not a smart thing to do. No. No. You shouldn't be out drinking with 
registered or non-registered firearm on you. Well, that's illegal. Yeah. Right. But also, then, you should not be having a stolen firearm on you ever. Co- so correct. just a lot of really bad decisions from They're boneheaded from moves. Allen. They're boneheaded and moves. when you're on the fringe of the roster, those are the moves that get you out of Wisconsin. On a more lighthearted note, it was Mifflin this weekend, as you referenced. Yes. Ryan Wollersheim! You went? I hear you attended a little Mifflin block party. I made an appearance. How was it? Uh, it was crowded. It was rainy. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't the worst weather, though. I was only there for a couple hours. A couple uh, former roommate of mine um, called me up just at 1 p.m. in the afternoon and said, Hey, I'm with some buddies from Milwaukee, 15 minutes away from Madison. Want me to scoop you and pick you up and go to Mifflin? And I was like, I mean... There's a soccer game I'm going to later, but until then, yeah, sure. We'll talk about that. We all did the, the – you guys went out afterwards, but I popped in for the uh, – Yeah, yeah. Had a good night. Yeah. I had a good night. That's it? Oh, That's yeah. all you got on it? Oh, yeah. Very good night did, for the, Did the forward win? I left before like, – uh, classic me fashion. Tied. A draw. Zero, zero. It was a draw. I wanted to avoid that traffic. Yeah. Draw. Uh, yeah, so they draw. Well, what no, do you know? No goals Shock. at all. Shock. No oh, I knew it was no goals. I, yeah. I guess if it was a draw and I left, it was no goals. I doubted that – Two goals were scored, one for each team in that little yeah, bit of time. That's my that's my gripe with soccer. Is that and same with hockey, right? Like I don't I don't think draws belong in sports. Same with like the NFL regular season. There should be no such thing as a tie. Play until you have a winner. That's the point of sports. Well, say, winners and losers. In hockey, or at least they used to I haven't followed hockey as much as I used to. Like the shootout at the end of the regular season to me is fine. Like just well, get it over I, with yeah, and give at the end of regulation. And then and give then them the, do po- the I, I like the hockey. I like the hockey breakout at least when I covered it. That yeah, you could do a shootout. Maybe you play overtime and then you do a shootout if it's still tied. And then you get some. Po- everyone gets yeah, a point right. if you get it to overtime. Right. I think they should do it in soccer. Also, I mean, hockey's different too. It's more physicality to Shootouts it. Shootouts are fun, man, and they are fun. And and soccer doesn't use them. I know. Here's the thing for people my age. I have this stance that if you're like diehard soccer and you're forty, you know, forty to fifty, you're kind of just doing it to be a contrarian. Because you like went and found a sport that nobody else liked and really followed oh, at that game point. Game seven tonight. In- interstate action in New York, buddy. Come on, you got to jump on the NHL playoffs, man. I didn't say hockey, I said soccer. Oh, this my is Rutledge and Hamilton <laughs> presented by Cruise Light. <laughs>